waiting for the midnight sky to burn Red as the lips of the lover of the silver moon Hello and welcome to Empower Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Jutine. And I'm your co-host, Phil Stepp. And we're here to talk to you guys today about, not turkey hunting, but... I wish we were talking about turkey hunting. <laughs> no, um, that was the last couple episodes, so if you haven't listened to those already, go for it. But you're, in, you're in for a treat. Yes, you're in for a treat. But we are actually talking about maple syrup and making maple syrup. And not the commercial style where it's a big operation, but really like the do-it-yourself pretty cheap version of making maple syrup because you know anyone can do it really i don't know have you ever made maple syrup phil i never have i've eaten a lot of maple syrup yeah from my dad yeah uh actually i haven't been fortunate enough to get it from your dad oh yet. he hasn't gifted <laughs> no. you he gives it to everybody else um okay. but he has never given me any i think i've had it at his house before okay. i don't eat a lot of flapjacks so <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't eat a lot of maple syrup but i have a lot of friends that do it you do it uncle jim does it uh, so I'm really interested to hear about it and learn about it because I really know nothing about it. <laughs> well, so basically uh, with maple syrup, this is the prime time of year to start. Um, actually, it really depends on your area. So basically what you need is below freezing at night. So below 32 degrees at night and then during the day you want it to be above freezing because what it really is is that sap, it needs to be warm enough to rise up because that sap is going to go nourish the the branches hmm. right so the sap comes from the bottom of the tree and moves up to the branches and so that's kind of the what you want to look for is so this time of year when it does get you know above 32 degrees and sunny that's prime because usually at that point too if it's only like 40 degrees here during the day mm -hmm. then at night it's probably still below zero and that's perfect because yeah. below 32 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Below freezing. Sorry. If you're in Canada, it's typically it would be below, below zero. Below I'm just zero. Here. Yeah. No, below 32 degrees. So below freezing. Yeah. Is what zero I mean. Celsius. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's kind of what you're looking for as far as temperature goes and time of year. So right now, that's pretty prime for us. Just to continue a little bit, what do you need with maple syrup? What kind of gear or products or whatnot? It's not that many products that you need, really. You need buckets. So five-gallon buckets, clean. Do you get like food-grade buckets? Yes, okay. food-grade buckets. You can use bags. There's there's bags that you can use that you can buy at Fleet Farm, mm. pretty cheap. Actually, this year my dad is like, oh, I, I bought some bags because I think it, it gets tiring cleaning out buckets. Oh, you have to clean them? Well, year after year, if you're going to reuse them, mm -hmm. you need to clean them as with bleach or some bleach-based oh. products so that because it is food. You know, right, so if you think right. about a restaurant, they have to have certain standards. And not that we're selling it or anything. We're using it for ourselves, but we also don't want to get sick. Yeah. So you want it to be... I didn't mean to sound like a slob that like, oh, you have to wash it. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of surprised because I was under the impression that the sap was like almost like water where you just have to rinse it out afterwards or something. Well, I mean, during the year, you don't have to like wash it, wash it. But after you're done, you okay. wash it that for the next sense. year. You want it to be um, clean, Okay. you know, because it, you're going to be consuming it eventually. So you need buckets or something. You can even use like... you can milk jugs or something oh. you can you know wash those out real good and and use those but it, it really can be as cheap or as expensive as you want it to be and then you need taps um, you can also get those at like a fleet farm or you know your local hardware store um, Amazon probably. yeah or Amazon I'm sure you can find it on there yeah. um, but you need taps and you also need a drill 
um, to drill the hole in the tree. I would use a cordless. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. obviously. Or haul it around a generator. Right, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. And then you need maple trees. <laughs> oh, that's a, is there different kinds of maple trees that um, are better Sugar than maple, silver maple. I would use sugar maple okay. specifically, but there's a few different types of maple trees. You can use basically any kind of maple tree, but I would prefer sugar maple. You can actually tap birch trees as well for like a birch sap. It's a little different process. I don't know as much about it, but mm. um, really it's similar. Mm. But for maple syrup, you would tap a maple tree, sugar maple tree. If it's 12, 12 inches in diameter, that is as small as you'd want to go. Okay. You'd, you'd put one tap for 12 inches. And then if it's like 21 inches, 21 to 27 inches in diameter, you would you could do two taps in the tree. So do like two, one on each side? Yeah, okay. you could do that. And if it's over 27, you could probably do three. Really? Yes. Okay. And you're looking for maple trees that are not damaged at all. You, you don't want uh, you know the tree that you accidentally hit uh, as you were you know cutting hitting, trails or cutting something. trails or you know you don't want a damaged tree huh. because you're not actually going to get as much sap that way so you really want a tree that's healthy and you don't want a tree that has dead branches because like I said the sap is moving up to go nourish those branches so if it's a dead branch it's not going to go nourish it so you're not really going to get it you're that's not going to get that sap so you're looking at what part of the tree to tap you'd want to pick you know the this is more anecdotal like it's more of you know just from experience I don't know if there's science behind this exactly but um, I would pick the side of the tree that has you know the most full branches on that side because hmm. the sap is flowing more to that area That's um, if you can't really figure that out I would go on like the south side the warmest the side that gets the most Sun um, so that's kind of where I would start with tapping or location wise. Make sure you take some pictures today when you're with your dad. I will. I'll take because, a few pictures and videos. And yeah, because a couple questions I would have is number one, okay, I, I've grown up in the outdoors. Yep. I know what a maple tree is. I couldn't tell you the difference between a silver maple and a, and a sugar maple this time of the year, especially. Right. Yep, yep. So, like, maybe something like show us what kind of tree it is and show us how to tap it and right. stuff like that. Yep. That'd be really cool. Yeah, for sure. I will I'll provide that. Don't good, worry. Good. So, so you said it like it starts at the tr at the base and then it, it shoots up to the top. Yep. So, like, what if it was like, and this is extreme, but what yeah. if it was like twenty five degrees? It's happened like this before. Twenty five yeah. degrees in the morning. Yeah. And it gets up to like sixty. Is is stuff just oozing out of that tree? You, yeah, it'll it'll run. It'll, it'll run hard. It'll be running. So, um, so if it's like thirty two and then it like gets up to thirty three, it doesn't run as much. Right. I mean, I think there's a few different factors okay. that run into it, but uh, that run into it. <laughs> but you know. I think that some years are better than others mm. for sure, but yeah, today actually I'm going up to tap trees with my dad today. Oh, nice. I wish actually, I could come with. I'm going to interview him and we'll add it to this podcast. Awesome. That should be cool. I'd yeah. like to hear about that. So then other things that, other kind of materials that you'll need um, to make syrup is filters. So you need, a, oh. there's a few different kinds of filters out there. Um, I'm actually going to write a blog post about this and kind of include some, some of these products so you can see them. So that'll be on um, alleyupnorth.com. Nice. But for us, we use two different kinds of filters. One, we'll filter it once we collect the sap. So we'll put the taps in the trees, right? Mm -hmm. And then we will hang the buckets on the taps or the bags and we'll leave them there if it gets really you know warm during the day we'll probably check it that afternoon and see where it's at if if it's just a tiny bit then we'll probably leave it we're not gonna it's not worth dragging out of the woods dragging hmm. that sap out of the woods 
then we'll, you know, let it sit there during the day, maybe in the afternoon. If it's really running, then we'll collect that sap. You want to be careful if it gets really warm during the day, you don't want the sap to spoil. You want it to be oh. cool enough. So you want to keep that sap cool. Wouldn't until, have thought about that either. Right, yeah, you don't want it to spoil because it, it can, it can mm. spoil. Um, also, when you're drilling the holes into the trees, you don't want to go too far. You want to keep it in the light area of the tree. So there's this sweet spot where it's about one and a half, one, one and a half inches. Um, where that that's where the sap will be um, and that's what where it runs you don't want to go into the dark area of of the tree um, because you're you risk damaging the tree I think that's kind of like hinge cutting and this is a right. whole different topic but yeah. that's the part that yep. that feeds the tree right yep okay, so you cool. want you want the that that part you're not damaging the tree when you're in this this area um, in the lighter area of the okay of the tree so that's cool that's good to know yeah um, so anyway, so when you're going out to collect the sap, what you want is you need 40 gallons of sap to get one gallon of syrup. 40 gallons. Yep. It's a 40 to one ratio. Wow. So you want to, you know, gather your sap up and then what you do is you filter it. We, we filter it at least first and put it into like, we buy each year a big garbage can, brand new, wash it out. So it's... Yes, it's a garbage can, but it's basically yeah. a, a container to hold our our sap. So we'll filter it into that garbage can, and then we'll actually filter it again before we put it in our pail, our, our pan mm -hmm. to boil. And we use a, a big pan. I mean, if you want to make it real small operation, you could probably boil it over the stove, but that will take a while, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, when you're talking uh, about 41 ratio. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, like a, <laughs> an eyedropper full of syrup. <laughs> So, <laughs> but yeah, we, we, uh, we, we boil it outside. We boil it outside with a propane. Um, some people use wood, but we, we okay. use propane. Um, I can show you our setup as well in, in pictures and video. So, cool. but yeah, so it's 40 to one ratio and, and you filter it. Um, we filter it twice before you even put it in, in to boil. And then after you boil it down to a specific sugar content. So you use a hydrometer really to figure out the sugar content hmm. you don't want it to be you know if you boil it too long it turns into sugar sure if you don't boil it long enough it's basically still like water so you could probably drink the stuff i mean you could drink the stuff before you boil it down wow so when do you add the maple flavoring you don't <laughs> really you, it you, just turns into maple it syrup does. it does it does you boil it down to a point where it's correct sugar content because if you drank um, it it would taste pretty much just like water right? like sweet water sweet water okay. yeah sweet water and it's pretty good for you too i think hmm. but maybe i should start drinking some sap <laughs> hey you know i guess it's a survival technique yeah it could be. but yeah so you boil it down and you have a hydrometer and this, I mean, I'm being pretty high level basic here, but I will go out and talk to my dad and give you guys a little more detail into how to do it. So Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear about how today goes. Seems like it's going to be the perfect day and the rest of the weekend is going to be perfect too. All right. So I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes and um, it'll be great. Awesome. Thanks, Allie. All right, so I'm here with my dad, Jim. Say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, he's he's not so thrilled about being on a podcast, but we're just gonna have to go through it and 
You'll be fine, Dad. I'll be all right. <laughs> all right, so we're here to talk to you guys about maple syrup. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier in the show a few of the materials that you'd need to get out in the woods, but me and my dad actually, after we recorded that first section, um, we went out and tapped a few trees. So we took some photos and videos and everything, but we can talk about it here as well. So here we go. All right, so how did you get your start in making maple syrup? very first time I did it, I was probably 12 years old, and I had heard that it could be done. And I really don't know who told me how to do it or where I got the knowledge. I just, I, I don't remember. Trial remember. and error kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe I asked an old timer, how do you do this? And he told me, so then I went and tried, and I, I uh, got a bunch of sap, and I put it on my mother's stove, and I boiled it down and and I turned the whole white kitchen yellow because that's what'll happen if you boil inside. <laughs> really, was she happy about no, that? No, she wasn't happy. Oh gosh. It's, so then it, how did you I know today we yeah. use propane and yeah. and everything. Did you use propane then or did you use a fire or something? After that we used fire. I used wood and that worked a lot better, a lot faster. And today we use propane cuz it's a lot easier. Okay. Yeah, I know. So the materials that I had mentioned before on, on how to, like all the things that you need to tap or yeah. to make syrup. Yeah. So I kind of mentioned before that you needed buckets or bags or something to collect the sap. And then you needed um, a drill to drill the hole. And you needed a actual taps mm -hmm. to collect. And yeah. then obviously the temperature and everything matters. Yeah, um, you want the temperature at night to be below freezing, and during the day you want it to be above freezing at least to 40 or 45 would be really nice, and that makes for a nice run. As long as it freezes at night, it, the sap runs back down the trees, and you'll get another run the next day if it warms up. So the sap runs down the trees when it, when it freezes? Yeah, when the branches at the top of the tree feel Nourished cold, or cold, cold okay. the freezing triggers them to push the sap back down the tree, and, and it therefore kind of protects the the uh, branches from freezing and you know expanding, and it puts the the sap back in the ground to collect more nutrients and sugar, and then the next time that it uh, warms up, those branches up in the top of the tree feel the warmth and sunlight and they call for sap again and it comes up the tree could you drink the sap right up from a the tree or would absolutely absolutely it's would good you, for you would you need to filter it or you know how most water sources you have to filter but well, i'm from the old school so <laughs> heck no but you know you kids might want to filter it but... <laughs> okay i'm just 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 asking um so once you get all your sap and you have 40 gallons, so you would take that sap and you'd put it in your um, stove, your outdoor stove. Right, stainless. Yep, you'd use a stainless steel tub. Yes. I personally don't have a boiler that will hold 40 gallons. I'll hold like maybe 15 to 20. So I just put like 15 in, and as it starts boiling and evaporating, as it'll take another five gallons, I put five gallons in. And you can do that to a certain point, but then there is a point where you shouldn't do that anymore, and that's 
I just know that by feel, and that's something I'd have to show someone. I really couldn't tell you how to do that. Because are you measuring the sugar content? Yeah, the sugar then content and, and the just the way it, and how it looks, the darkness of it, and and if it gets too close to syrup, well then you just don't add anymore because it just doesn't doesn't work. There's two ways of knowing when your sap your sap is turned to syrup. Uh, one is the old school way that I used. Um, that's where you cool a bit of the syrup, a bit of the product, and you well number one if it tastes like syrup and has the texture of syrup, it's syrup. Also, if it's you put it on a spoon and it kind of doesn't just run off the spoon, it it kind of um, oh, it runs like paint would run across the uh, down the spoon. The best way now is a hydrometer. They're very inexpensive and uh, it, and they have instructions how to use them. But the hydrometer will tell you the temperature, and that's what you do. And if you hit that temperature, you hit it on the money every time. If you go over that, you can have a chance of making. Toffee or sugar or caramel, you know, mm -hmm. it, so you want to hit that right if you want syrup. Right. And I think that the, you know, there's a misconception with syrup that you buy at the store. It's very thick where syrup that you make, you know, from maple, like if you're making it yourself, it's a lot runnier than the syrup that you might buy yes, at the store. Yeah. If you get it as thick and as gooey as they have it, you would almost be, you're, it would turn to sugar. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really close to sugar, pure mm -hmm. sugar. And maple syrup, you'll find you just don't need as much because the flavor is so full. You don't need as much as uh, Aunt Jemima or mm -hmm. a little bit goes a long ways. Mm -hmm. So what about um, actually like the process? So once you've collected it, you're boiling it. So you bring it to your collecting point. You'd have a food safe container that you store it in. Uh, hopefully you can pack snow around it to keep it cold. And then I always filter it before I put it into that container. It tends to keep just yarf out of there. You don't want stuff in there. You're getting the bark out. Bark and you're getting, any you know, mosquito, that, any mm -hmm. anything. So it isn't getting stored in there. And then when you're ready to boil, you go ahead and filter it again. And then you boil it and, make, and you make your product. And then uh, there's another filter that you use at that point while it's still hot not you can let it cool some but you have to be very careful not to burn yourself so let it cool quite a bit to a warm um, so that you know that if you spilled some on you it's not going to burn you um, then you put that in your micron filter and filter that through and then you'll have the finished product that's ready to be canned mm -hmm. so and the canning process is very, it's the same as any other any canning other, yeah. process. Very simple. Yeah, mm -hmm. Very straightforward. So we use, um, you know, we've used traditional like mason jar canning, you know. Yeah. But we also have um, used the bottles that have the plastic, the plastic the, tops. The plastic tops and the decorative. Yeah, they're decorative maple, maple, maple bottles. bottles. Yeah. And, and those, that's the same too. It's the exact same. You, know, you just heat it up, sterilize the bottle, get the, the product up to temperature, seal it, and it'll it'll seal itself. So thanks for sitting down with me today, Dad. Well, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's always good to uh, learn from my elders. Well, <laughs> hope you learned something. Yes, for sure. Thanks again. Um, and thanks for tuning in to Empower Outdoors. Phil, back to you.
I kind of uh, am jealous of enjoying them this year. I've never done it. But yeah. I think maybe next year I should think about doing it. You're not done yet, right? I mean, no, you still got we, many more weeks to go. We have a few weeks to go. Um, the important thing to realize is that only take on as much as you you can you think you can handle. You can boil because, down all the time. Well, because uh, when you're tree farming, really, so yeah. you kind of have to you have to if you're going to tap the trees, you're going to have to attend to the trees and and collect the sap otherwise you're kind of being wasteful sure, you know so sure. you you want to make sure you have the time um if if you tap too many trees and you you don't have the time to really boil it down you you could waste it and it could go to waste and that's that's no fun you know yeah no i, I hear you there i think it's definitely something that anybody that's into the outdoors should at least give a try yeah. if you have if you have maple trees right. sugar maples yes for so. sure but thank you guys again for tuning in to um empower outdoors and i hope you learned quite a bit Yep, thanks a lot, and I look forward to the next episode.